Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about eating meals together. So this month in August of 2022, we're doing a connection challenge to connect on a new level with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community. And this week, we're specifically focusing on connecting with our loved ones. And we've talked about the idea of just what we call catching and throwing bids You're looking for opportunities to connect. And when our loved ones try to connect with us and just catching those opportunities, using our imagination as a way to to plan and envision, looking for ways to be a blessing for our loved ones. We've talked about taking pressure off of our loved ones because increasing pressure on them blocks that connection. Now, in our program, The Abundant Life Blueprint, this whole program started, I got started several years ago, with Proverbs 13, 22, it says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse inspired me to start creating manuals and systems and teachings for all the different areas of life to hopefully one day pass on to future generations. Now, over the course of about 10 years, that turned into this whole program we have now, a series of books and courses and now partners that we have, we call the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of all those lessons, we got five five books, I think it is in there right now working on another one, out of all those lessons that are in there, I do believe the most important lesson, what I call the most important table turner for all of life is what I would call daily communion. Daily communion is the number one table turner for all of life. It's the number one thing we can practically do, I think. Helps us to abide in Him. Communion can be an activation that sets in motion all these benefits that are found in the New Covenant just helps us to remember him, to make his sacrifice active and relevant in our lives, the sacrifice of Jesus. Now, I think that principle, that principle of communion is sharing a meal together with God. Sharing a meal together with God. Taking communion is one of the most powerful things we can do, I think. And then taking that same principle, and we're going to work that into our family. There's a lot of studies that have shown that the number one predictor for how well kids are going to do in a lot of things in life is whether or not families eat meals together. Whether or not families eat meals together is number one predictor. Not whether, not how hard the kids work, not their test scores, not their grades, but whether the families ate meals together. I always think of the example of, I think it was John D. Rockefeller, one of the richest guys that ever lived. Used to always have lunch every day with his leadership team. Just that value of sharing meals together, coming around the table. Symbolic of communion. And so we're going to be taking communion today. Asking God for some help. Because I think it's one thing to share meals together. But it's another thing to have these truly amazing meals where we really connect with one another. Because we could all sit down at the table, we could all eat and not say a word and go off on our own ways. You could have devices playing while you're eating. But eating meals together and truly connecting, using those meals as a time to connect. I think there's a grace for this. So we're going to be asking for God's help with that today. But whenever we take communion, I think it's important we do a couple things. Number one, we do it as an opportunity to truly connect with God. We're not just doing it to check the box and say we took communion for the day. 
But just bringing that fear of the Lord, that deep awe and reverence into our time of communion with him. And then I think it's important we examine ourselves. The Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. So let's get started with our prayer. We have a daily prayer that we typically use on these communion meditations. Let's get started with our prayer. And we'll take a couple minutes to examine ourselves and then we'll take communion over this idea of just sharing meals together with the important people in our life. And that God will bring a new grace onto that, a new connection into those times. So Heavenly Father, I just pray for everybody who's watching or listening, their families, all their friends, all those connected to them, and all of our church and governmental leaders. And I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us, and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us, and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe, the same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. And to make your face shine upon us. Let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace. Your love and your goodness. And to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's take a moment to examine ourselves. You know, as I started my journey with God, I learned God's got a process. He's got some steps and stages that he takes to move us into this rich inheritance that he has for us in Christ. I think part of those steps and stages is just believing God's got something better for our life. And learning how to walk out his ways, to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living, where we learn to rest and we learn to trust in him. And we've got to walk that out today because it's always called today. We have to learn to bring our relationship with God down into today to impact every area of life. To make today a masterpiece. And masters of anything, they're simply masters of the fundamentals. That's where we talk about going through these four fundamentals. 
and just becoming highly skilled at them, bringing some presence and some fun into them today. So our first one, we got to get positioned in the light. How's your positioning doing over the last day? To be positioned in the light is to be positioned in humility, is to be positioned in forgiveness, receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. To walk in the light is to walk in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs. Not rude or arrogant or boastful or envious, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering. Because love never fails. Think about that for a minute. Love never fails. To walk in the light is to walk in gratitude and praise consistently. How are we doing keeping our positioning today? Are we walking in those things? And then our second, fund second fundamental is we have to magnify the light. To magnify the light, where's our focus? What are we focused on throughout the day? And I like to use the example of two different baskets that we could choose to fill up with our thoughts, our words, our focus, our attention. One basket's the issues and problems and testings that we face. And we can fill that basket up with venting and complaining and pouting, getting down. Or we can fill up the other basket, the basket of praise. Praising God for who he is, praising him for all that he's done in our lives. And just meditating on who he is. Think about the names of God. He's the God of all peace, the God of all joy, the God of all comfort, the God of all grace. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He's the Lord of the heavenly hosts. He's our righteousness and the one who sanctifies us. He's our healer and our provider. Jesus is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. He's the great king. And then we can think about all that he's done for us in Christ. Sent us his one and only son. And if he would do that, how would he not graciously and freely give us all things richly to enjoy? Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing. When those issues and problems come, we're going to keep filling up that basket of praise. Keep filling up that basket of praise. We're not going to let it divert our attention. We're not going to let it divert our focus off of that basket of praise. Because when we fill up that basket of praise, it's a point of faith. It's a point of trust saying, you know what, God? I trust that you can solve those problems a whole lot better than I can. And we've got to pay attention to those symptoms. Because if we're out of position or we're magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms on the inside. So what symptoms are we looking for? Are you retaliating people? Are you withholding good things that you know to do because someone did something you didn't like? Snapping at people, giving people the silent treatment. On the inside, you got that heaviness and weight and pressure. Fear, stress, worry. Our emotions are such powerful indicators. They give us such great feedback. Letting us know when we need to make adjustments. Because when we're walking in the light, we're magnifying the light. There's peace. There's joy. There's love. There's this lightness and free. Everything feels free and easy. And when we rest, God goes to work in all those amazing things that he put in Christ for us. These rivers of living water and that peace and the joy and the love and the spirit and the power, it all just begins to flow. And then sometimes we miss it. We get off track. Sometimes it happens. 
Are we getting skilled at turning it back around quickly? Getting back into the light again? How do we do it? I think it just starts with recognizing it first. Getting faster at recognizing those symptoms. And then we humble ourselves. We ask God for forgiveness. We you know, say, you know, I missed it, God. I'm off track. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. We walk in forgiveness with others. We start praising and magnifying him. And then we're going to stay tuned in today. Our third fundamental. And my favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. I like to start at, some, with, at the top with some filters. These filters are just short phrases that I keep rewriting every night before bed. And I like to use those filters to help my filter my decision-making to keep me on track and in rhythm with God. I like to start at the top. What's the big picture vision? Where do I feel like God's leading me in my life? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world. Making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What do I feel like is the word or the vision or direction God gave me for this year? For me, this year, 2022, it's the year of the beautiful land. And he's starting to give me a glimpse of that beautiful land lately. Just this rich inheritance that he's given us in Christ. And teaching me to learn how to hold fast to it through filling up that basket of praise, staying focused on him, even when those issues and problems come. Holding fast to our confession. Holding fast to what he's given us in Christ. To the victories that he's given us. Not losing them. And then we want to bring it down into this month. This month we're focused on connections. I'm just writing the word connection over and over every night this month. And then this week we're working on connecting with our loved ones. So I'm just writing these phrases every night as a way to just keep reminding myself. Not lose track of them. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position and to magnify what went well today. What are the wins for the day? What are all the ways you saw God showing up today? That's going to help us keep filling up that basket of praise. And then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. We started with the big picture, then this year, then this month, then this week. And I want to bring it all the way down into today. And that's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And I've learned to stick with our fourth fundamental, which is do what you know to do. What do you know to do? Are you walking in the things that you know to do? Because sometimes we can get out ahead of God. We try to force things to happen. We try to toil away, figure everything out in our mind. On the other side, sometimes we procrastinate. We don't take action. What do you know to do today? Not the things you're unsure of, not the things you're uncertain of. What do you know to do? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. I'm going to bring some joy and some fun into the day. And I like to remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouths every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as God began to teach me about this, I began to see, began to ask him, what's the best thing for us to say in the morning? 
I felt like he was telling me to model his example with the very first words we see him speak in the Bible. Let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. Then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. I like to call them beautiful solutions. He brings these beautiful solutions into our life, things that we could never make happen on our own. And they are the perfect fit. They are seamless and beautiful and perfect. Let's talk about sharing meals. Heavenly Father, I just feel like you have shown me that daily communion with you is the number one table turner for all of life. It's the one most important thing. Just communing with you daily helps us to remember you, to remember Jesus, to remember our covenant, to honor you and connect with you. And we're asking for your help to bring that same connection. I think there's a grace to sharing meals together with our families. We're asking you that you would help us to, number one, walk in this consistently, to share meals with our families consistently. And to bring about a new level of connection in those meals. Just a new level of, of bonding and connecting. Just having a great time together. We're asking for your help because I think there's a grace for this. And I thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread he said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember, God sent us Jesus. He didn't have to. He could have left us on our own. He chose the way of love. He chose to send his one and only son to die for our sins. We'd all gone astray. We'd all missed it. And he laid upon him the sins and the iniquities of us all. And by his stripes, we've been healed. He became sin so that we could become righteous. He became a curse on the tree so we could have God's blessing and favor. His body was broken so that we could become whole. He was separated from God so we could be connected to him. He makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight all through his one sacrifice. And he raised him up from the dead, seated him in heavenly places at his right hand. And he raised us up with him, seated us together with him, made us one with him. So, Father, I thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. 
into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, gives us this new covenant with God. This blood sworn oath that God is with us and for us and working for our good. His covenant he will not break. So Father, we thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your juice, you can take your juice. All right, so usually after our time of communion, talk about some health and fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. So, simple concept today. A workout partner. We talk about doing our exercise with God. Practicing exercising our faith. Practicing allowing Him to do the work through us. But there's something about having a workout partner. It just brings the best out of us, like iron sharpening iron. So if you can find a good workout partner that shows up, that encourages you and motivates you, holds you accountable, can be a big boost to your health and fitness, just finding a good workout partner. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.